Blog Talk Radio. Tatum's going to try to work the ball on the boundary. <laughs> Welcome in, welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. It's Mike and Mike. It's the return of Mike and Mike. I guess we took a week off last week, but we are getting ready to break down. This is probably, Mike, got to be the best time to be a sports fan. We are we are only a few days away from the biggest game in sports. I don't care, you know, people talk about the Kentucky Derby and the NBA Finals. No, this is one day, winner take all, Super Bowl 52, the New England Patriots, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Mike, I mean, it's going to be a great week, but I first want to start off. How you doing, man? Oh, man, couldn't be better, man. You know, I have to be back on the show after a week's hiatus, but we're back, ready to roll. Uh, definitely, 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 Mike. And, uh, you know, we got a lot to talk about this week as we get ready. We're going to, you know, obviously start out with – the talk about the Super Bowl this weekend. You know, you talk yeah. about the – you, you got to talk about the game. I mean, come on now. That's what everybody wants to hear about. And, I mean, I want to start off with this one. Uh, as of right now, Rob Gronkowski is still in the concussion protocol as far as we don't know if Rob's going to play. Now, let's be honest here. If you don't think Rob's going to play, you're – probably misguided you're probably misguided but i mean if i look at it this way rob gronkowski was out one half of that afc championship the second half of that afc championship rob gronkowski wasn't there and tom brady didn't miss a beat because he's fucking tom brady but let's be honest here even if rob didn't go for whatever reason this sunday the patriots are gonna be okay in my opinion what do you think mike i mean the defense is not this defense I don't look at as any more intimidating than the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. <clears throat> much to my chagrin, you know, much to my chagrin, uh, the Patriots are outstanding team, outstanding franchise. It's the reason that they are in the Super Bowl this year. I mean, their model of consistency um, definitely, um, arguably, have the greatest quarterback of all time. Now, this is coming from a diehard 49er Joe Montana, Steve Young fan, so I'm giving him props for props to do. Arden, the greatest quarterback of all time. With that being said, uh, Gronk will play, you know, if they have to drag him out there, if they have to drag himself out there. Even if he didn't, I don't think it would make too much of a difference to change their game plan, because as we know, they're well-oiled machine. Now, with that being said, 
we're talking uh, arguably the best tight end in the league or the best tight end in the last 10 years in the tight end era. So that's saying a lot now. Um, will they miss them a tad bit? Yeah, but they're still the Patriots, man. You know, they will still continue to operate because it's a well machine. So he will play, but if he didn't, it probably wouldn't change anything offensively. They still would certainly still run the same offense. Absolutely agree, and we're talking Super Bowl here on Mike and Mike at night. To be a part of the action, feel free to call in 347-989-1171 on sub on Vapor. But, I mean, that's exactly what it is. The New England Patriots are a well-oiled machine. It's next man up. Like, you, you hear that as a cliche, but when it comes to New England, it literally is next man up. It don't matter who goes down except for Tom Brady. And honestly, we've seen Tom Brady. We saw Tom Brady go down. And the New England Patriots, you know, they, they may have went down a peg. I don't quite remember that year. And I believe it was 09 that Tom Brady went down for the year with the, uh, with the I believe it was the knee injury. And uh, Matt Castle came in and started. But they still, I mean, I believe, if they didn't make the playoffs, they were one or two games out of it. I mean, it's one of them things, and that's when, you know, the debate. I always into people, is it Tom Brady or is it Bill Belichick? I believe it's Bill Belichick. I believe Bill Belichick has built this system so that, and it's so perfect that you could literally plug in you or I, Mike, and we could probably win a Super Bowl in that system. Oh, without a doubt, they've shown it over and over over the years, especially since Tom Brady's been at the helm and Belichick has been the head coach. One thing you have to understand about Belichick and how he operates, you, you just before mentioned that what if Tom Brady goes down, guess what? He has a contingency plan if Tom Brady goes down. He's prepared. He crosses all his T's, dot all his I's, makes sure nothing is uncovered. He is prepared for anything now. That's just a testament to the coach he is and just the, the the detailed tactician that the guy is. He tries to be proactive, if you will, to keep from making mistakes. You know, think outside the box. Think 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 of the abnormal. Think of things that may happen. So that's what makes these guys great, man. You can't sneak up on them. They're prepared for anything. And if one thing about them, they want to be on attack. They want to be prepared for your attack and know what's coming. They always want to be offensive, if you will, beyond the tech. You see how the offense operates. It's always a fast-paced no-holder. They don't want you to substitute. They want to keep you off balance, keep you off guard. Even on defense, they constantly keep you guessing. You don't know where the blitz comes from. You don't even know the scheme almost until the ball is snapped. So that's just the Patriot way, man. you got to give credit to them. That's why they don't need help with the cheat deal. But we'll get into that later. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, here's the thing with uh, the New England Patriots, and I mean, I don't mean to spend too much time on it, but uh, that's exactly what you get when you play Tom Brady and you play this New England. It, it's such a well-oiled machine. Now, I mean, you said that they have a contingency plan in play just in case Tom Brady goes down, but you got to wonder if that contingency plan is still in place, you know? Have they had enough time to... Uh, you know, plug somebody else in because 
They just traded away the veteran backup in Jimmy Garoppolo to the San Francisco 49ers, and I'm sure you're still thanking the New England Patriots organization for that one. But, I mean, Mike... (laughs) But, I mean, Mike, uh, we're talking about something that... uh, We're talking about something that could potentially rear its ugly head should the Philadelphia Eagles get home, so to speak, and, you know, put pressure on Brady. But the thing about it is, is I don't, you know, we were talking this week at work, and I, I honestly believe this. And I want you to expound upon this, Mike, because, honestly, I want you to name me one quarterback from an offensive line in front of them perspective who's more or better protected than Tom Brady. Because I can't think of one in his whole career that has been more protected than Tom Brady. I mean, the guy just, this year, yeah, he's been hit more than he's ever been hit before. But let's be honest, this guy just doesn't go down. Like, and it's not because he's got fancy footwork like Ben, and it's not because he's mobile like Russell Wilson. It's because the guy literally does not go down. Man, we got to remember what he's doing is unprecedented. It's, it's, you know, we really need to take a look because you don't see this often. A quarterback that plays as long as he has to continue to play at a high level as long as he has to be to be number one in all the major statistical categories and still be on top of his game. It, it's astounding that we're even talking about this guy at the age 40 in the Super Bowl with the numbers that he put up. That's just a testament. He's a great player. That does not come around, you know, every year, as we can see. It's a draft every year, but you don't get a Tom Brady every year. The 200-some-odd pick in the seventh round that, you know, comes in, on, you know, in a magical season that replaces, you know, a good quarterback at the time and the rest is history. You just don't see that, Mike, you know. So for all us trying to write, you know, write the script for this, you can't, man. It's a made for Hollywood story. You can't. So it's the it's the you know the right coach, the right player, the right situation. He just came around at the right time, and he took it to another level. He wanted to be great, and he did that. Now, one thing we we, we take away from that guy is dude is a is a tireless, hard worker. He takes care of his body. You know he's smart. He doesn't take big shots. So. Let's give some credit to this guy. I know a lot of people hate him because, you know, he plays for the Patriots, but, you know, that wasn't his fault. You know, he's a 49er fan. You wouldn't let up to him, he would have been a 49er quarterback. So, yeah, I'm... that's not that guy's fault. So, And I'm not just being a homer, Mike. It's true. Do your homework. You see, Brad, help me out. You've seen all the short stories on him and the, uh, the pieces on him on top. He has a 49er uniform on. He's from California. He's a big Joe Montana fan, Montana fan. So it's not by accident this guy's great, man, because he wanted to be. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, how many kids can grow up and say now that they are in a heated battle, a heated debate? People actually debate now who's the better quarterback, who's the greatest of all time, Tom Brady or Joe Montana, and at this point, I mean, I believe should the clock strike zero on the Super Bowl, is, let's be honest, a lot of expect to happen, and Tom Brady wins his sixth 
Super Bowl. As a quarterback, already no quarterback's ever won five. No quarterback's ever won more than four, and that obviously Joe Montana. But Tom Brady has the opportunity to win his fifth, or excuse me, sixth Super Bowl, single-handedly tying the Pittsburgh Steelers franchise as the most Super for the most Super Bowl wins. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Should this happen, you have got to say debate over. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback in NFL history, in my opinion. There's no debating it. And I hate Tom Brady. I don't like him. The guy's a guy. I don't even know what it is. I don't think about him but besides his success. But he is going to be the greatest quarterback of all time if this happens. Oh, it's hard to. It's a tough debate, you know. It's hard to defy what you what you said, you know, from the standpoint no one has five and I mean to have six, you know, and still be at the high level he is, you may have to give him a nine. Not a nation, don't get mad at me, but you may have to give Tom Brady a nine as the great greatest quarterback of all time. He's arguably arguably the greatest quarterback of all time as we speak now. You know, the great debate is generally between him and Joe Montana. And you know, got other people, you know, you like who you like. You got others who stay, you know, different quarterbacks out there in different eras. But it's basically a Joe and a Tom show. So you may have to give him the nod, man, if he gets six. Absolutely. I mean, look at this guy. This has done, let's be honest, excuse me. Minimal superstars. I want minimal talent around him because he's got a lot of talent as far as that system goes around him. But minimal superstars, you know, you look at the Randy Mosses, the Julian Edelmans, the Rob Gronkowskis, the world, you know, yes, I give you that. But, I mean, who's a superstar besides Rob, Randy, and Edelman that he had to throw the ball to? I I can't name one, and that's the thing. I mean, Tom Brady or Joe Montana, excuse me, Jerry Rice, not even arguably is the greatest receiver of all time. And I I don't know. It's just really hard for me to look at the overall body work and say that Tom Brady isn't the best, the single best in NFL history. Obviously, the guy's a first ballot Hall of Famer. The guy was a sixth-round draft pick, though, out of Michigan. Unless I'm mistaken, until his senior year, he didn't see the field, I don't believe. I mean, this guy's story literally, you know, not to, not to steal a turn of Drake, but started from the bottom, now he's here. I mean, come on now, Mike. This guy came out of nowhere. In 2000, and I believe 2001, Mike. I, I mean, that's that's just crazy. I was 11 years old. I'm now about to turn 28. That right there is amazing to me. Think about that, Mike. Think about the longevity of this gentleman. I, I mean, you just right. don't get you know, that. It, you know, that's that deserves. You know, that deserves homage itself from the standpoint you just don't see that. All the people in his class no longer exist. They're commentating, they're coaching. 
you know, you just don't you just don't see that. And playing at the level that he's playing at, he's not forty years years old, you know, hoping to get him in camp and catch on with a team as a third string quarterback. He's a all perennial all pro MVP Super Bowl quarterback at forty years young. That's that's astounding. That's unheard of. I think Rich Gannon was the last quarterback to play in a Super Bowl at the age of uh, – he may have been 39. I don't think he was 40. So, you know, it's it's an amazing feat, Mike. And like I say, we have to take a step back and, you know, look at the history because this won't be done for another 20, 25 years, you know. In my book, but my whole thing is we have to respect history because we're seeing it. We're seeing it in motion. You won't see this for a long time, man, you know. So we got to respect it. We got to give over the fact that – He's a patriot, and you know all the all the controversial calls and, and and rules and things that goes their way. Yeah, that bothers me too, and it puts the asterisk on you know some of the things they do. But this guy's amazing, man. This guy's real good. He really is. He's a phenom, and we're not gonna see exactly. it for years. Exactly, and I mean, you look at the you know you can't talk about Tom Brady and being the goat and everything without scratching your head and bringing up the Brady Six. And for those of you who don't know who the Brady Six are, they're the six quarterbacks taken before Tom Brady. And, I mean, listen at this list. Chad Pennington. Chad Pennington obviously you know, had a mediocre career in the, um, in the NFL, played for the New York Jets, I believe, a majority of his career, and had the misfortune of playing Tom Brady twice a year. Didn't work out too well. How about this one, Mike? This should be a blast from the past for you. Giovanni Carmazzi for the 49ers. You remember him? Yeah, another ways to pick. Yeah, I do. Yep. Chris Redman going to the Ravens, and I believe his biggest claim to fame was playing for the year that Bobby Petrino was the head coach of the, uh, coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Obviously, I remember T. Martin getting picked by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow, my franchise deserves to be slapped in the face for that one. Mark Bolger. I didn't know Mark Bolger was one of these quarterbacks selected before Tom Brady, but he went to the New Orleans Saints, and obviously uh, obviously Mark Bolger, you know, had a okay career at St. Louis, if you want to call it that. Spurgeon Wynn, the uh, Cleveland Browns, was the last one selected before Tom Brady when you look at this list. I mean, of those quarterbacks, you look at it and you look back and you're just like, oh, my God, what were you thinking not picking this? And, I mean, once again, it's the LeBron James effect, I'm going to call it, of why I don't like him. But he's got everything that you should like in a player. I mean, this guy's got crass, you know, a brass set of balls, basically, going up to the uh, owner of the team, Robert Kraft, after he's drafted and said, hey, this is the best choice you've ever made. And you're a sixth-round pick. Dude, you're sitting there playing to just be on the team and make the team. Drew Bledsoe's the starting quarterback for the future of that organization. I, I mean, it's just it's crazy how this worked out for Tom Brady. And, I mean, I'm happy for the guy. Once again, I, I, I can't stand him. I can't stand the New England Patriot organization. But, I mean, that's the thing. And 
I mean, Mike, maybe we can get into that for a minute here. What do you think it is about New England that draws so much hate? Is it the success? Is it the cheating scandals? What is it that draws so much hate from NFL fans that don't live in New England? Well, man, you know what? You know, it's part success, you know. People always, you know, attack teams that, that are generally successful, uh, successful franchises. Dallas experiences Dallas experiences that. So does San Francisco. So does Pittsburgh. So you get that. You know, some people hate because they're not used to winning. They're not used to rooting for a winning franchise. Now, on the other hand, one thing about the Patriots, man, it's, it, it's astounding how they're consistently good. They can plug just about anything into the system and still have success. So, with that being said, they don't need help from the referee. They don't need they don't need you know superficial calls and <laughs> things to happen out the blue in their favor. So that's why a lot of people look down on that organization and, and down on the Patriots and wish wish them ill will because they're always at the positive side. They're always on the positive side or of you know calls and, and, and rules and, and just things. NFL seems to go in their favor, man. So that bothers me, but, I mean, are they good? Yeah, they're good. That's the whole reason they don't need any help. And, when, and you know, you one of the uh-huh. – like You just mentioned who all-star was. It's the head coach. It's Belichick. And, I mean, that's, that's what it started with. That's what it starts and ends with. Everybody wants to talk about, oh, when you're losing – they want to put the blame on the head coach, but when you're winning, you know, hey, it's the quarterback 90% of the time. Honestly, look at that right there. Look at that right there. Who gets more praise, Tom Brady or Bill Belichick? I believe Belichick takes a back seat to Brady in a lot of people's eyes, and that's honestly a disservice to Bill Belichick. When in this situation, when you, the Patriots are losing – Oh, Bill Belichick, he he just ain't got it anymore. But when the Patriots are winning, look at Tom Brady at 40. He's having an MVP year. He's the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. I mean, that, that right there alone, and I mean, I guess that's how it works when you get into coaching. You, you don't get into coaching, obviously, to uh, to have praise heaped upon you. But that's the thing is with them, you you gotta you gotta be able to deal with the fact that you're not gonna get praised in the media. You're gonna get you're gonna be the uh, you're gonna be the sacrificial lamb, so to speak, when you lose. And when you win, hey, you were supposed to win. You really can't put the cart before the horse, if you will, because the head coach, man. I mean, it's all gonna fall on him. And definitely a close second is going to be the starting quarterback. So it kind of goes hand-in-hand with those guys. So, I mean, I think they get the equal share of blame. But like we just before mentioned, people love to see them doing bad. (laughs) So when they're doing bad, they can give a damn who's responsible for it. They're just glad they're losing. And, you know, I've been on the end of that. But I just respect good teams and great quarterbacks. And they got a great team. They got a great quarterback. But – who do you think gets more? Who do you think gets more of the pressure, Brady, or do you think Belichick does? Oh, Belichick don't give a damn, so it's definitely Brady. He could care less. He knows how to deflect it. He deflects the success just as well. He deflects, you know, uh, negativity and uh, 
controversy and all that kind of stuff. He doesn't, you know, all with the spy game, he always just, you know, kind of played it to the left, so to speak. You know, he never let it really bother him or get to the team or, you know, show the media any chinks in the armor. So, chinks in the armor. So, I don't think it bothers him a bit. So, I definitely say Tom Brady. Well, I mean, I, I guess maybe I guess maybe that's going to be something we have to disagree on because, I, you know, I rarely see Tom Brady bashed in the media as far as a lot of stuff goes, except for I will give the media a shot here and say that they, you know, they did, you know, not look at him in a favorable light whenever the deflate gate thing happened. And, you know, really has put a asterisk or an asterisk, however the hell you want to fucking say it, on Beside Tom Brady's name, the fact that the deflate gate thing did happen. But, I mean, here's another thing you got to look at. Uh, Gronk versus reality. How much longer does Gronk have? Gronk is a superhuman athlete. The man is not built like your normal. He's a freaking nature. I mean, not even trying to. I got to be blunt with this. He's a freak of nature the way he is built. The guy is obviously going to be in the Hall of Fame one day, but you got to wonder. The injuries are starting to the the injuries are starting to mount here for Gronkowski. This is the second year in a row that the Super Bowl is in doubt for him. You know, they hit Barry Church late on Gronkowski. It, it literally knocked him out. It, it, it's a prime example of the dilemma Gronkowski creates. You know, Gronkowski left his feet in an attempt to make the catch, and he gave himself a great chance to snag Brady's throw, but he also left himself totally vulnerable to the huge hit. And Church knew if he went into this lodged ball, he'd risk initiating a helmet-to-helmet contact, but if he went low, he knew he might blow out Gronk's knee. That's the thing about it. You... Gronk has a target on him, and some would say he's put that target on his own back. I mean, once again, Patriots fans, anybody, feel free to call in 347-989-1171 as we're talking Super Bowl here, but that's it. Gronkowski has put that target on his back, but you got to wonder, with these people headlining for Gronk, how much longer does he have left? Look, he misses what, on average... Maybe the past five seasons, he's probably missed the average of, what, three games? I mean, you really have to be weary of the concussion thing. You know, definitely the concussion thing. You definitely have to be weary of that. You also have to take into account that this guy just can't keep, you know, the fall of time is undefeated, man, and we all know that. And with injuries, we know injuries are shortening your career, too, so – I don't know if I'm trying to say he needs to kind of tone it down and be more, you know, uh, you know, self-conscious of his body and kind of being, you know, kind of preserving some of those hits and some of those shots he takes. But can you say about that about a person like Grunk and his style and just his whole mentality and makeup? I don't think you can. He just going, you know. But the thing is about Gronk, though, Mike, can Gronk adjust his style? Can Gronk, I mean, obviously he's an athlete. So obviously, and he's an athlete at the highest level. So yeah, you got to give him the ability to. But you got to wonder, can he stay at that high level if he does adjust himself? A lot of Gronk's game is being physical. 
Just for the simple fact being, the man towers over everybody, and he dwarfs everybody. The guy is a freak of nature, as I alluded to earlier. The guy does not play around. He beats people up physically. And, I, you know, I you saw it in Pittsburgh. Everybody said the Pittsburgh Steelers have to play main coverage to fucking beat the New England Patriots. And they came damn close. And a lot argued that they should have won that game, including myself. But with that being said, I'm not getting into that. With that being said, who was the X factor in that game? In my opinion, it was Rob Gronkowski. Because when Brady started getting pressured, he went to his safety valve, Rob Gronkowski, because he knew he'd always be there. He knew he would make the play. Exactly. I mean, it doesn't matter how physical you are with Gronk. You're always going to be shorter. You're always going to be a smaller guy as a defensive back. Well, you know, I get that, and, and... Like we said, I, we don't know if he can kind of tone it down. That's not his makeup. That's not his game. But he can take, take you know, you know, better care of his body, you know, with the party and all the drinking, if that's what he does. And he can also keep from taking big shots. It's okay to go out of bounds at, at times. You know, instead of mauling this cornerback or taking this safety on, you know, it's ways that you can self-preserve, you know, your body. Not by much, but every little bit helps in the NFL, man, because as we all know, it takes one play, one shot, and it can all be over. I mean, I agree. It does. Ask, I mean, ask, uh, ask the quarterback for Washington back in the day when uh, Lawrence Taylor laid the hit on him. And, I mean, that was before my time, so, of course, his name's Joe escaping Dye. me. Uh, Joe Theismann, exactly. Joe Ask Joe Theismann. It only takes one play, and you are done. It is over. But, I mean, let's be honest. Whose star right now is shining brighter in New England, Rob Gronkowski or Tom Brady? I'm, I look at ESPN today, and let's, I see four or five different front-page stories just about Rob Gronkowski. That's how much this game has changed as far as New England goes. You two, every front-page story about the New England Patriots had Tom Brady somewhere in it. Now Tom Brady has Rob Gronkowski, and Rob has honestly become a star that, let's be honest, he's on the same level of Tom Brady, a guy like Tom Brady. He's a mythical individual in that New England area. Yeah. I would say quite, you know, I don't think he's Trump, Trump, Tom Brady. He may be getting there. He's definitely recognizable. He's the second most recognizable player on their team. You know, maybe the single most important, but, you know, one thing about them, Mike, I don't think they pay attention to that. Well, they probably, they probably see it. We know they see it, but they don't let it affect their play on the field. And I, I don't think they definitely don't let it affect them personally, you know. So, they could care less, you know, who's getting the most publicity. But Tom Brady's the biggest star from the standpoint he has the rings to back it up. Is Gronk slowly being passed the torch? Yeah. But, Mike, would it, would it be a Gronk without Tom Brady? He may still be good, but he may not put up the numbers. Would Tom Brady still be at this level if it wasn't for Gronk? 
Probably not. So yeah. they both need each other. You don't. You don't think that Tom Brady? I I think Tom Brady was arguably just as good. You know, I don't think you could say better, but I think he was arguably just as good without Gronk. You know, before Gronk as he was with Gronk, and maybe the age. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what yeah. you're factoring in is the age at this point for yeah, Tom Brady. Yeah, I am. But I am. Yeah, yeah. So and you know. I, I mean, and it's not a knock on Brady, I guess, when you say it that way. But I, I don't want people to get the idea that Tom Brady wouldn't still probably be winning Super Bowls without Gronkowski. If Gronkowski never came in the picture, I think Tom Brady still probably wins six Super Bowls or five Super Bowls. You know, he 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 helps the potency of the offense without a doubt. He's another great play. He's a great player in that system, in which you normally get. You know, a above average player that you never heard of, he either makes them a star or they're pretty good in that system. So, you know, to plug a Gronk in is definitely a plus, but I think it does help his numbers really. Then you got to understand this too, Mike. Gronk is dictating what the defense does as well. You see what I mean? Very much so. So you got a lot, yeah, so you got a lot of people that single covered at all times, so. We got to take that into account too. You take Gronk away, they might play him a little bit different. Does that make a big well, difference in the NFL? Well, hell yeah, it does. So it depends who you ask, but I think they kind of need these, each other at Tom Brady's stage of his career and his age, you know, and kind of they need each other, man, without a doubt. In my eye, they do. Well, Mike, I mean, I don't want. I don't see the numbers. I want a bunch of Philadelphia Eagles fans to get pissy with me. So we got we spent about 34 minutes on the New England Patriots. Let's go ahead and flip to the other side. And I want to do so by profit, by letting you know about one thing that I just saw that's hilarious to me. There is a gentleman by the name that's going by the name of Better X that has put two million dollar bets on the Philadelphia Eagles to win Super Bowl 52 this Sunday. What do you think about that? I mean, he, he it, does this guy know something we don't? Because right now you're looking at that guy like Nick Foles as your quarterback, and you got to be thinking, eh, he ain't Tom Brady. So, I mean, do I'll put it this way to you. I know I wouldn't feel confident risking a million dollars on the new, on the Philadelphia Eagles. Would you, Mike, at this point? Hell no, I wouldn't, but I'm definitely rooting for him. Ooh, no, not at all. I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that. And, I mean, that's interesting. All. That's an interesting thing, you know. But you look at the Philadelphia Eagles right now, and they talk about how they're the biggest underdogs in Super Bowl history and so on and so forth. But I want to remind you one thing. I want to remind you one thing. At one point, the New England Patriots were always underdogs when they went into the Super Bowl because Tom Brady, you know, that first year, they went up against the seemingly unbeatable uh, St. Louis Rams and the greatest show on turf. And Tom Brady came out and did it. And that's the thing I want to go ahead and start off with in Philadelphia. If you're Philadelphia and Nick Foles wins this Super Bowl this Sunday, what do you do? 
because I honestly and truly believe that 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 be, becomes a quarterback or a coaching or a front office's worst nightmare. Because I believe you officially have to give Nick Foles his credit as a Super Bowl winning quarterback. And I believe that you have to say Carson Wentz didn't get us to this Super Bowl. Carson Wentz may have been a major contributing factor, but he didn't get the job done. I, I mean, do you see a controversy looming in Philadelphia if Carson Wentz, or excuse me, if Nick Foles wins this Super Bowl on Sunday? Hell no. No. Not at all, Mike. The best thing Nick Foles can do is have an outstanding game. You know, we all hope they win. I definitely do, but, you know, get a job somewhere for agency. Look, Carson Wentz had an MVP-type season. Um, he's arguably in the conversation before he went down. And I don't think we would have witnessed the offensive struggles that they've had, you know, the past few games in the playoffs because, let's face it, Carson Wentz is pretty good. They got it right when they drafted this kid, so – no, Mike, it's not a quarterback controversy. And it's kind of the old-school mentality that you shouldn't lose your job to injury, especially playing at, playing at a high level. And let's face it, Carson Wentz is just a little bit better than Nick Foles. You know, especially well, I, after I mean, the So, you know, no, man, it, it ain't going to be no quarterback controversy. This ain't right. But, Mike, in a perfect world, do you want to say you can't lose your starting position because of injury? But right. let's be honest True. here. Teddy Bridgewater may have lost his starting position due to injury. True. True. In True. Minnesota. Yeah. I, you know what? That needs to be changed. I guess it's the severity of the injury because he's going to be out what? What he missed so far? Three games? Something like that. Yeah. I believe he it's missed week 15, week 16, the divisional, and the NFL. So, yeah, that'd be four games. Okay. Let's say seven games. I mean, he did lose his job due to his performance. He lost the injury, obvious, obviously. You know, at the time, we didn't know the severity of the injury. You know, we was hoping that, you know, it was something minor or something small, but it ended up being season-ending. Nick Foles is holding on, man. I don't know if y'all seen them performances. But, Mike, if you remember about four shows ago, I said Nick Foles could get it done, but he even disappointed me because I thought the numbers would be a little bit better. I don't know if he's pressing or I don't know what it is, the pressure or whatever may have it. I thought he would do a tad bit better. So he's basically holding on, man. That defense – uh, the special teams, they won those games, unfortunately, Mike. And I know you watched the same game I did. He right. come on the arm and foes. So he's basically playing hold on and hoping for a miracle Sunday. But I think they can advise a good enough game plan. You know, and do- if they dominate on defense, they can play field position, and the special teams show up. They got a great chance of winning. You don't want to be told to win the game for you. Because if that's the case, you're probably in trouble. 
And I mean, I don't necessarily want to disagree with you on that, but Mike, let's be honest. We know how, you know, like I was joking a second ago, how pissy uh, Philadelphia Eagles fans can be. So let's say this. Week one, Carson Wentz starts, comes out and throws three interceptions. Nick is his backup. Starting week one, Carson Wentz. Carson comes in, throws three interceptions, lose by 21. Are you telling me there is not that whole stadium is not calling for Carson Wentz to be removed at that point? Yeah, they probably would, but there will have you definitely lately fans anyway. So, with that being said, hell, so Big Four fumbles on the opening drive the next week, they're going to want Carson Wentz. So, that's why you don't let the fans coach your team, for starters. If, if, yeah, if, I mean. If second of all, Mike, this guy was a top pick. I mean, they invested a lot in him. And he's proven that he can lead their franchise for the next 10 to 12 years. So, you know, Nick Foles had his shot. They acquired yeah. him just in case. And guess what? Just in case happened. So, exactly. Nick Foles, I mean, beautiful thinking, beautiful thinking to get him back on the roster. But that's the thing also. You got to wonder, Nick Foles went to the Super Bowl this weekend. Does he get the big head? Will he? Hey, y'all need to pay me. I, exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. If I'm Nick Foles and I'm standing up there with that Lombardi trophy in my hand, and God forbid yeah, Nick Lewis. Foles wins the MVP. Yeah. God forbid yeah, Nick Foles yeah, wins the MVP. It, it's over. I'm wanting a wow, multi-million dollar co- contract at that point. Guaranteed multi-million dollar contract at that point. As a backup even in Philadelphia. I hear you, and Mike, I mean, man. I just think. Go ahead. I say, I hear you, Mike. I just think that, you know, that would give him the opportunity to go somewhere else to acquire a job, man. You know, get on a while. It's about getting a check. The NFL stands for not for long. That goes for everybody. So, you get when you get the opportunity, you take advantage of it. He can sell himself, sell his likeness. Selling Super Bowl MVP, he just want to ring. Hey, pick me up. I'm a winner. It ain't going to be in Philadelphia. It's not, Mike. I, I all, mean, and that's the thing. He'll be, that's he'll the be thing. Released. He'll, be released. he'll be released before the season starts. They won't let it be no quarterback controversy, whether he wins or not. That's the thing. At the end of the day, if you're Nick Foles, too, do you want to stay in New do you want to stay as the backup and continue being successful if you're falls in uh that system? Just so you have the opportunity to potentially win a Super Bowl every year. Uh, I mean if the I'm answer, Nick Foles the answer, the answer is no. <laughs> The answer is no, Mike. He ain't. If I'm Nick Foles, look, look like you just said, Mike. It, it, I win the Super Bowl. I got my chest poked out. Let's say I win the MVP. Okay. I'm, I'm a starter. What you mean? Somebody come pay me. I'm, I'm going to come lead you to the playoffs. I'm going to get back to the Super Bowl with your franchise. 
That's what his that's what his agent gonna sell. Could pay me. I'm a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I'm still young. I'm still in my prime. I'm 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 the hot I'm the hot ish. I'm what it is. Come pay me. This dude ain't gonna want to sit behind no Carson Wentz. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing though. How much of a competitor is is Nick Foles at this point? You know, we've seen we've seen Nick Foles be a starting quarterback before. Uh-huh. We've seen. I, I, I hear exactly what you're saying. Let's think about age too. Nick Foles is in his mid to late twenties. This dude want to start, man. He still got a chance to make an impact in the league, a bigger impact. Instead of saying, you know what, so I'm 31, you know, I still got a little bit. You know, I, I just want to sit back, be a backup, keep getting a check. I don't think he's at that stage, Mike. And then you say competitor, we already know quarterbacks are one of the most competitive people on the damn field. That's Almost true. Because you get hit in the mouth, you get talk crazy too, it's all kind of stuff going on. You that, better be. That's true. I I don't disagree with that at all, Mike. But the thing is, at some point, reality has to set in too. And I mean, once again, I I, I I'm I'm advocating Nick Foles potentially being in a co- quarterback controversy should he win because he's automatically going to be a like figure in Philadelphia because he brought them their first NFL championship. But the thing is, with that being said, you look at you look at Philadelphia, and you, you, is the guy is the guy not gonna take if if they say no, Nick, you're gonna be the backup like we all probably expect to happen. Do you not go, man? You know what? I have I've got a pretty good gig here. Uh, I'm trying as much money as I can to the organization. I think that Philadelphia would owe him a new contract. You know, maybe not as much money as he would like to be receiving, but, you know, I think he'd probably become the highest paid backup in NFL history. And, uh, you know, do you not just say, hey, you know, I got my name in the history books? Because let's be honest, the kid's not going to make the Hall of Fame. You know, do you just sit there and start counting your rings and counting your money, too? Because at the end of the day, it's about the money, too, just like you said, Mike. And you have a chance, you know, potentially to be the highest paid backup in NFL history, which probably wouldn't be that much removed from the deal that he would get as a starting quarterback somewhere. I think it's just the opposite, Mike. I don't think Philadelphia's going to spend a whole bunch of money on back of quarterback, man. Because I'm pretty sure they got pieces they need to lock up. Um, I can't see this guy potentially winning the Super Bowl. Even if he don't win, if he win in the Super Bowl, that's good enough. Saying, hey, man, you know what? I'm good. I'm going to just be a backup and take pretty much what you're going to give me because I ain't got no – these teams ain't got a whole bunch of money to look – like, look at it like this, Mike. Why did the Patriots keep uh, Jimmy Garoppolo? Mm-hmm. Same kind of situation. That's too much right. money. You're not going well, to put that, you know, there's, there's something right. to be said, and we're going to talk about that as we yeah, we'll talk about yeah, we'll the that. Patriots for a minute. But there's something to be said that Bill Belichick was grooming Garoppolo to 
be Tom Brady's successor. And, you know, Tom didn't exactly like that. So, you know, I do want to talk about that, too, as well, real quick, and what that could mean on the field on Sunday. You know, we talk about it week in and week out, potential distractions in New England, and nobody, absolutely no team in the league, handles potential potential distractions better than the New England Patriots. But here's the thing I want to ask you, Mike, and we're going to debate this for the last 11 minutes before we hit the halftime here. The the New England Patriots, when they step on the field next year, Super Bowl champions or not, will we see Tom Brady as your starting quarterback and Bill Belichick as your head coach next year as we sit today? Tough one. Um, tough one. I think if Belichick wins it, he has a um... – Possibility letting it go, but he'll leave before Brady does. Brady ain't going nowhere. He let that and be see, known the tie, right? To segue into the Jimmy Garoppolo thing, I think he went into Kraft's office and said, "Hey, look, man, I want to play, you know, three, four more seasons. Um, I seriously doubt we're gonna give Jimmy twenty-two million dollars, so." You can feel free to trade him. I ain't going nowhere. I'm here. Uh, you trade him. <laughs> Pretty much. In so many words. And I don't think Belichick signed off on that. That wasn't his deal. Because he had his quarterback in waiting there, you know, to keep the machine going. Right. So, and, I mean, that's the that's the thing, you know. It, it, me and uh, – we've talked about it uh, before, me and my coworkers. We've talked about that. I I mean, at this point, it looks like Belichick is, for the first time in his tenure, starting to try to get superstars placed on this team. You know, they went out and got a James Harrison. They went out and got a few players in the offseason. And it looks like Bill Belichick is winding down, and he's building this team so that the next guy can come in. And we'll we'll be honest, whoever the next guy is, He's not going to be Bill Belichick. He's not going to be the guy nope. that can squeeze every ounce out of a player. No matter who he is, he's not going to be Bill Belichick. And the thing is, it seems if Bill Belichick is setting this team up for his eventual, his eventual, you know, move on and riding off into the sunset. Or, you know, one of the things I wanted to explore with you, Mike, tonight is, What's the chances that we don't see this trio together? I believe, you know, the likelihood of Tom Brady being your starting quarterback is almost 99.9% next year. But you look at it, could we see Bill Belichick on another sideline in a different hoodie next year is the thing I want to look at. Hey, Mike, anything is possible. It's hard to say – it won't happen, but it could. It's definitely hard you for me to say no because I, I, I do see some, for the first time, I see kind of some division, you know, in the Patriot camp. So, you know, I don't think he was, you know, too happy about the Jimmy Garoppolo thing, and I don't think he signed off on it. You could tell. I mean, you could, you know, outside of reports and, and you know, ESPN and all this other kind of stuff, you can kind of tell when it came out that, you know, he wasn't too happy about that. And being a 49er fan, I kind of keep up, you know, with the Jimmy Garoppolo thing. 
I can tell you that he was not happy about that whole deal. Not at all. He was not. Well, I mean, he was you could tell Garoppolo. He was doing what his boss not told him to do, but demanded him to do. Because Tom Brady stormed in the office. You know, maybe not stormed in the office. Told him, hey, look, man, I'm going to play a few more years. We ain't, Because they would have had to give Jimmy what? They would have had to franchise tag him again. That would have yep. cost him $22 million. So he was like, man, just let him go. And Belichick, the thing Belichick did, found him a good home, found him a good team. And uh, the rest is history. Thanks. It, I mean, that's the, thing, that's the thing with him is you sit there and you look at Tom Brady. Is Tom Brady at this point, you know, I realize, I realize that you see it's real, you know, that the guy is still, you know, the probably top quarterback in the league, bar maybe Aaron Rodgers and a few others. Tom Brady's still the top quarterback at age forty in the league. He's probably going to win the MVP again this year. But you look at it and you got to question: Is Tom Brady being selfish by continuing? to play in New England and continuing to demand to be in that starting position. Nah, if he was out there, <clears throat> if he was out there going 10 for 28, yards, three picks, nah, he putting up big-time numbers, man. He's still playing the high level, so you got to give him the nod on that end. But, you know, um, my thing is, no matter what the hell Tom Brady stormed in there and said or walked in there or cruised in there and said to Robert Kraft, it still was the owner's decision. So, hey, people could be mad at Tom Brady all they want to. But uh, Robert Kraft could have been like, hey, look, dude, he ain't going nowhere. You know, it's 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 a business, you know, so deal with it. <laughs> but he chose to send him off. So, hell, you can't be mad at Tom Brady. Well, and here's the thing about Tom. Here's the thing about Tom. A lot of the fans took are seem like they're taking Tom's side on this. They're going, he's fucking Tom Brady. You give that motherfucker whatever he wants. He's you know the goat, in their opinions, and a lot of other people's opinions that aren't from San Francisco or Forty Nine er fans. But I mean, and I, it is hard to disagree with that. But at the same time, those same San Francisco fans, or at least one in particular, bashed Kobe Bryant for uh, taking, and you know that's why I talked about being selfish. Bashed Kobe Bryant for continuing to demand the spotlight well into his uh, latter years. And I mean, yeah, he did, he did. that's why I was drawing parallels here between the two between Kobe and Tom Brady, because what is that, Brad? With Mike. Kobe was in Kobe and then he wasn't in the NBA Finals. Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl, so that's where you got that one. The difference being, Kobe Bryant, when I said what I said, the difference was is that Tom Brady's been to, what, seven or eight Super Bowls in the last ten years? True, but I mean in two thousand twelve. Yep. And you really honestly cannot say that Tom Brady is a selfish player because Tom Brady actually realizes that you have to have a supporting cast, so therefore he frees up a ton of money for the New England Patriots to get him a cast of characters. 
Third of all, as I was listening to the show earlier, one of the things that you both neglect to remember is that number. There's three points I heard. Number one, Philadelphia's got a better chance in the Super Bowl than you give them than you give them credit for. Number one, Jacksonville was able to do what they did. Jacksonville was able, but is Philadelphia's defense is good? It doesn't matter about Philadelphia's defense. The problem, the thing you got to look at is that they don't have a Blake Bortles. They have a offensive weapon set that can handle New England. Number two, Nick Foles. You know, if you're Nick Foles and you win the Super Bowl, you do not demand better money. Because let's go back and look at your career. You have you have come to the perfect storm of a team, and all you have to do is don't recognize him. That's all this tells you is Nick Foles. This tells me Nick Foles shut ass everywhere he's been. He's been a mediocre quarterback. You fall into a situation just like Matt Castle did when Tom Brady went down. You still fall into a system-style deal. That's yeah. why I don't give Tom Brady the, the greatest player of all times for the simple fact that about virtue of mistakes by other people. Very true. Seattle, Seattle gifted, gifted them a Super Bowl the other, that one year. Gifted them the Super Bowl. Was it last? No, not last year. It last year, legitimately, they deserved a Super Bowl. Yeah, they were. Seattle, hell Seattle said, hey, we got Marshawn Lynch, let's throw the ball. Stupid. Okay. Right. So, Brad, uh, Mike, and I'm going to propose the question to you both again. Well, before, I, before, before, you, before you do this, before you do this, I want to read something to you. I, hey, Mike, I'm not going to tell you who this is, okay? I'm not going to tell you who this is, but I want you to tell me something, okay? All right. You've got... You played 49 games. You started 39 games. Your record is 22 and 17. You completed 833 of, of 1,386 passes for 60% for almost 9,752 yards with 61 touchdowns and 29 interceptions. That's got to be false. Do you say he's a multi-earning quarterback by winning one single Super Bowl? Because I mean, you have my argument. He's going to become instantly a cult hero in Philadelphia. Uh, did Trent Dilfer deserve to make a ton of money? No. But was he the starting quarterback the next year? Did he win a Super Bowl? Yes. See, I think too many people, just like NBA championships, and, and, and that, unless, it's a, unless you're a Roger Federer, you're Tiger Woods, championships are not accredited to a single player. Now, that single player can elevate a team to get to a place. You still have to have a supporting cast. LeBron's not winning a championship by himself. He'll take you to the finals, but you won't win a final with LeBron James by himself. Question. Disagree. Does New England win six Super Bowls if Tom Brady is not the starting quarterback and Drew Bledsoe is still in New England? Absolutely. I, I believe that without a shadow of a doubt. Man. The problem Drew Brees has faced in New Orleans is he's never had a defense good enough to back him up. So when they do get stopped, it's it's like it was like Arkansas and Mike Pettis will probably agree with this, I would think. It's like the Bobby Petrello years at Arkansas. You can have all the yeah. offense that you want, but when you play the Alabamas, the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the uh, the uh, San Francisco defenses of old, when they make a stop. 
and you have to stop them because their defense is just that good. Well, that's where you fall short. Yeah. You're going to lose a 2021 game. Yeah. Okay. So I want to ask you this then. Uh, do you look at this now? And I want to pose the same question after we've debated this whole issue about Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and who's at fault and who made a mistake. Next week, or next year, week one, is Tom Brady still your starting quarterback, number one? And is Bill Belichick still on the sideline? Or, and number I three, mean, where is this, where will is he potentially from? be in the new – because of the risk by the Jimmy Garoppolo trade? Is there is there a riff, or is this something that's going on trying to derail the Patriots? Because Tom Brady doesn't – Kraft's not paying much stock to it, and Belichick's not paying much stock. They're just continuing to go do what they do. I, 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 is that, is that is the fact that there is a riff? Is, there, is that the fact that there is a riff? Is that the fact that, like I said earlier, New England is the best at what they do, and that's keeping distractions to a minimum? I mean, I, I don't even. I mean, how big a problem is this? Or is the media? I mean, Mike, I don't know if you would agree with it or not, but it's like the Giants. You finally found yeah. a chink potentially in the armor, so you, so you try to magnify this to bring this conglomerate. Is this is this as big a deal as it's being made out to be? Obviously not, because they came through adversity to beat Jacksonville, and if it was that big a distraction. They would have never gotten past Jacksonville. So do you think both of them will be there next season? Absolutely. I think you're going to see Bill Belichick retire from pro football as the head coach of the New England Patriots. He's been there long, too long to go now. Okay. Unless, unless, unless he wants another job somewhere else, which I believe the only job that he would have been interested in was the job. He's the job. Okay. Mike, what do you think? Does he Mike retire? Says another team. I don't. I didn't hear it. Mike, do you think he retires? Do you think he leaves, or do you think uh, Tom Brady leaves? How do you figure this next season? Now, see, Brad made a lot of sense, you know, the standpoint that in a perfect world he would retire in New England, but I'm kind of leaning towards. Maybe coming back from the standpoint, the only job I think he would have t- taken is the Giants' job. Right. Me personally. So. Well, I'll sit here and say this: Should the quote-unquote unthinkable happen, and Tom Brady and the New England Patriots lose to the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday, and we'll get to our picks here in a minute before we take our halftime break, should that happen? I do not believe Bill Belichick will be the head coach of the New England Patriots week one next season. I think he will retire, rather, and I do believe that we will find out that there was more to this as the offseason goes along. And I believe that the risk will grow if they lose the Super Bowl this Sunday. I, I truly believe that. I believe Tom Brady isn't going anywhere, and I believe it's going to come down to Tom Brady or Bill Belichick saying, hey, it's me or him. Because they talk about Bill Belichick and Tom Brady don't even associate with each other anymore outside of the Patriots facility, whereas they used to be best friends. I mean, you look at that piece of evidence right there. Your your starting quarterback and your head coach do not associate outside of the facility. That's major to me. 
I don't, I don't buy it. I mean, I don't place any stock in that. I really, I don't. I mean, yeah, yeah, Mike, you that's not. You can't you you can't put too much into them not having some type of cordial relationship outside the complex. First of all, we really don't know. Second of all, you know, that's like just like saying you have to have some type of relationship outside of work with your boss at work, you know. You know, or your immediate supervisor, you know, my boss is a job does so that's kinda overrated, but I find it hard to believe. You know, they've been together so long that they got some type of relationship with some capacity off the field, man, outside the complex. I'm not going to believe that by any stretch of the imagination. They're too successful not to. I mean, you know. Okay, they're okay. They're too successful not to. I don't see that. Okay. Well, here we go. Prediction time. I believe that the New England Patriots are going to win the game on Sunday. I'm going to throw out a score of 31-14. to 14. New England wins, and Tom Brady, unfortunately, ties my Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England organization as the most, as the most, as having the most Super Bowls won in NFL history. Mike, we're going to go to you. Oh, God. Y'all, hey, uh, help me out. Um, I'm going to Philadelphia, man, to the heart. I'm a Philadelphia fan for 24 hours Sunday. Uh, I take that back, six hours. Uh, it's going to be hard to beat me. This whole Nick Foles thing. You know, Grunk being back and Tom Brady playing at a high level. Right, I like right. the thirty one, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say thirty one to twenty six the Patriots. Ugh, it pains me, but thirty one twenty six Patriots. Another nail biter for New England to win their sixth Super Bowl for Mike Smith. Well Brad, you're the only decision here. Go ahead and let us know why the Philadelphia Eagles are gonna win Super Bowl fifty two this Sunday. Well, I will admit it's, it's, it's an easy call. They're they're an offensive juggernaut to to a degree. They've got weapons. Um, yeah, they got weapons. They got weapons. And I believe. I, I mean, I'm I'm looking right now just to see because I haven't followed them very closely as far as their defensive statistics. But I think you have to go look at that Jacksonville game, and I think that you see that the Jacksonville Jaguars were able to expose a few things. And let's face it. In 2005, was this Eagles team better than the 2005 team that barely lost to the New England Patriots when they were really rolling? A younger Tom Brady, a younger cast of characters. Now, obviously, they have some veterans, but the, the thing is, is I really do believe that that you have to go with the Philadelphia Eagles in the sense that this is the same team that was down 28-3 against the Atlanta Falcons, obviously an offensive juggernaut in the Falcons. But I think that the Falcons' defense wasn't as good as the Philadelphia Eagles' defense is. And I think the key to this game is jumping out on New England early and then trying to maintain. But you can't let you put on. But I, like I told you all on this show uh, in the regular season, you all asked about Carson Wentz. I already told you. Nick Foles, has a, all he has to do is drive this thing down the freeway. Don't hit anybody. Don't change lanes. Just keep it in the left lane and just keep moving. 
And I put it on cruise control, basically. I think that Philadelphia is one of the better teams. I've told you from day one of looking at the playoff uh, standings and whatnot that the Philadelphia Eagles were in a tougher conference this year. I legitimately believe at the beginning of the playoffs that there were four to five contenders in the NFC where all you had was three contenders virtually in the AFC, and that was Philly, or uh, excuse me, Pittsburgh, New England, and Jacksonville. Those were your three main threats in the AFC. I agree. And I I think the NFC was a lot tougher. I legitimately thought that the Rams would make a lot more noise in the playoffs. They didn't. And ultimately it came down to Philadelphia and Minnesota. And that's the thing, too. You look, Minnesota was a great football team. They absolutely got shut down by the Philadelphia Eagles. And if you don't think the Eagles are coming for revenge because of the fact that Spagnano or Spagano has already said, and they remember 05, they remember the Spygate uh, controversy where New England supposedly had their playbook. So, eh, I mean, it's time. And legitimately, you look at Philadelphia and a lot of their Super Bowl appearances when they went to, what, three or four straight NFC Championship games and a couple of the one or two Super Bowls. They were very competitive in each one of them. And I think they're ready if they're poised to win. It benefits them. What's the score? What's the score? I'm going to go ahead and say that Philadelphia and the Shocker wins this Super Bowl 34 27. 34 27. Okay. So by seven. I think they win it by seven. And I think, here's what I think I think they jump on them. I think, that, I think you see a resurgency by the New England Patriots, but I think they fall short. And I don't think they fall short from a defensive standpoint. I think you honestly see them get close, but they don't. it, it ain't going to be one of those games where you go, oh, crap, the last play of the game. I mean, I go back to looking at the New York Giants versus uh, New England. Obviously not the same chemistry or dynamics on each team. But this is not a New England team that's been just absolutely, completely dominant. They've been beaten before. And I think that this Philadelphia team is just as good as some of those New York Giants teams that upset the New England Patriots. So, okay, here's another one. I mean, honestly, I mean, I'm going to – my head is telling me Philadelphia. I would love to see Tom Brady get at six Super Bowls but the, and tie the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, but single-handedly, by the way. Yeah. One-person franchise. But, I mean, go – no, it's not the greatest. I'm, I don't care. It is not a love for Joe Montana. But all I'm saying is, is Dude, that you're popping the chub as you said. No, I'm just telling you right now. Joe Montana was traded off to uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and still had a pretty solid career over there. Had he been allowed yeah. to stay, had he been able to stay in uh, San Francisco, there's a possibility that he wins two more Super Bowls. Just like we were watching America, I was watching America's game last night, the 1994 team. Yeah. And that's yeah. the NFL yeah. in, its, in its own essence, is that it was San Francisco and Dallas. Dallas goes and steals Charles Charles Haley from the 49ers. Yeah. So yeah. the 49ers come back, and they steal uh, Ken Norton. Ken Norton. <laughs> yeah, they come back, and they steal the pieces. Because just like they said in that in that, in that that one, all San Francisco had to do was beat Dallas, and they would win a Super Bowl back then. That's how that worked. November, their season matchup, it was, all right, hey, NFC Championship preview. We got it. And, and I think that's what you yep. get here. Yep. Uh, New England's great, and obviously you, the smart money goes on New England. Well, not smart money, but the, 
the safe money from a standpoint of they're, they're doing this. But I think legitimately, I think Pittsburgh can win this game. I think they will win. Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia. If Pittsburgh didn't get out of the first round. Yeah. Um, second round, thank you. By the way, by the way, let me just say that oh, to all the Pittsburgh fans that raised hell about not getting the number one seed, it didn't matter that you weren't the number one seed. You lost the home. Actually, not true. Not true. We would have played that Tennessee team that Maybe was destroyed. But anyway, moving moving on. Hey, Mike, Mike, what the rock say? He said, Y'all get to know. Right. It doesn't matter if you got the <laughs> Oh, Lord. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be right back as Brad continues to make fun of my pit, my beloved Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> we're going to be right back. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back after halftime here on Mike and Mike at Night. So, we're uh, experiencing some technical difficulties at the moment. Just a few. So, anyways, while we're waiting for the commercial to queue up, Mike, I just have to ask you, how does that number one seed go? Or how does the number one overall seed might go to them? It didn't go too well. It doesn't matter how the number one seed wins. I need that sound. I need that. Yeah, I'm sure. We need the rock. Well, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do want that. I'm sure you do want that sound clip. Is our our board has gone completely uh, ape shit here. I. The bi- the bills have been paid. It just looks like I may be overworking my. It's possible. I mean, Mike, you are still with us. You can hear us, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure. But, I I mean, we're to look. You know what? Leave Pittsburgh Steelers Radio out of this. Leave my beloved Steelers alone, Brad. I I mean, while while we're sitting here waiting for everything to load back up here. I said, you want me? To, you want to know why I hope that I'm wrong in my prediction? Yeah. Because I want to see James Harrison hoist the trophy up. <laughs> oh, that would be nice. Now, that would. Now, that would be nice. I want to see James Harrison lift it up, and I want him to flip the Pittsburgh Steelers fans off and the organization off. And then I want him to go take a selfie on Rooney's grave or mausoleum or whatever he's at. Well, you know what? I, I hope you fall off a cliff, Brett. But, you know, hey, I mean, we can't all get what we want. Hey, all I'm going to say is Jacksonville basically, did, Jacksonville basically did to y'all what Roethlisberger did to that poor woman in that hotel. Well, That's well, all I'm saying. Well, we're sitting here making fun of while we're sitting here making fun of my poor Steelers, I guess we should sit here and give at least some sort of content, some sort of relatable content to this. Uh, MVPs, anybody got any potential MVPs for the uh, for the Super Bowl this weekend? Uh, 
Super Bowl MVP. Um, obviously, if New England somehow finds a way to win it, I, I would imagine no Tom Brady. Tom Brady. And if Pitt, if uh, Philadelphia ends up winning it, it, really honestly, I mean, it's going to depend on who the if 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 Bowles has a good game, you give it to Bowles. But I mean, I don't know. That's tough on that one because I mean. Who do you, I mean, you know, I would say Foles. I think the quarterback has the best shot, minus a running back yeah. or a wide receiver that possibly oh, yeah, yeah. catches with yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If the Eagles somewhere yeah. win it, find somewhere to win it. it Absolutely. Actually, what would be even better than that is if the Patriots won and James Harrison got the MVP. You know what, kiss, kiss my ass. Steve O ain't winning the MVP. Mike, we're going to try this one more time as we go to a commercial break here for Mike and Mike at night. Here we go. up to date with Talk Radio 49 has never been any easier. Go to Facebook, look up Talk Radio 49. If there's a particular show that you were interested in, check it out. American Idiots Podcast, Behind the Curtain, and many more. Also, hit us up on Twitter. That's Talk Radio underscore 49 on Twitter. Again, staying connected, it's all up to you. It's social media and Talk Radio 49 working to keep you connected. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, here in the Subone Vapor Studio. Apparently, our Subone Vapors commercial doesn't want to play. It's telling us to go to hell and giving us the middle finger. But, Mike, we're back here. And I, I guess it's time to do a little bit of a reset here as we get ready to as we get ready to move on. We're going to be talking about the historic trade, in my opinion, for um, for the Los Angeles Clippers. As we saw, the Los Angeles Clippers basically hit the reset button, in my opinion, and they got rid of their star, Blake Griffin. I mean, how do you feel about that? If you're a Los Angeles Clippers fan, I'm in despair. I mean, why? The man is your star. He's your best player. You already lose Chris Paul in the offseason, and you get rid of your best player that you had left. The one thing you had left to be hopeful for. And even players inside of the Clippers organization says, the problem isn't Blake Griffin, it's Doc Rivers. 
So, I mean, Mike, I want you to expound upon that a little bit because I don't understand what the hell was going through the minds of the Los Angeles Clippers when they decided to ship off Blake Griffin. Well, uh, from my understanding, just reading and doing a little research on it, you know, they raised questions about his health, you know, because he always seems to be injured in some capacity. And also, Mike, you got to understand that he just signed a five-year, $173 million deal. So I think they kind of wanted out of that, and they found the suitor. So, you know, they pulled the trigger on it. But the word is him and the owner, Bomber, you know, they weren't just the best of buddies, you know, didn't always see eye to eye. And I definitely think it had, you know, a lot to do with the injuries and just the huge contract. And they found a suitor and they unloaded. On top of the fact that they're trying to position themselves for the LeBron sweepstakes. We see it. We understand it. That's why it's almost a fire sale. You know, they want to clear out enough space so LeBron can bring, you know, himself and with, you know, a couple of pieces. So I see what they're doing, but... Is LeBron a possibility? Because I haven't even heard oh. Los Angeles Clippers as a as a potential landing spot for him. It's always been L.A. or maybe Oklahoma City or Houston. You know, I've never heard Los Angeles mentioned. Or the Clippers, excuse me. Yeah, um... I think the Clippers is in the race for the simple fact it's in Los Angeles too, Mike, and they play in the same arena. So, you know, and they're about they're about in the same position. The Clippers are a tad bit better this year, you know, with a better record. Probably the playoffs start today, the Clippers will be in the playoffs. So, you know, they can sell that. They can sell the recent pass. Um, and offer the guy a lot of money with the keys to this new car. So, it's to be seen, um, but they feel it's worth the shot. You know, they feel it's worth the gamble to uh, position themselves to either offer him a lot of money and bring a couple of people with him. So, we'll That's see. But the Black Griffin thing, they had to push. It, it probably was time to push reset on that thing. That's definitely true. I mean, Brad, what do you think about Blake Griffin getting traded away? I mean, it really it makes no sense in my opinion. To get rid of your your best player, the guy's been there since 2009, and his production hasn't dipped that I've seen. I mean, the guy the guy is the guy is your franchise, and you just shipped him off to the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, but like Mike says, 175 million dollars for five years. So that means you're and then the 35 million dollar player option that you. So you're telling me right now that. If you're the Clippers, first of all, Blake Griffin's been there. You haven't built a play. I mean, a championship contender. And and the, you you. you I disagree. Become, you become the best team in Los Angeles, which is crazy. But you know you haven't. You're not a championship contender. You're I disagree. All, when Chris right. Paul was there, oh, when right. Chris Paul was there, they were never a championship contender. It was all flash in the pan. It was right. uh, uh, what they call it. Lob City. City. All it was was literally to me was the the Harlem Globetrotters in all honesty. Uh, The fact is is that to build a championship contender, you've got to play defense. 
and you've got to have more than just been abducted. Plus, he's injury prone. And the simple fact is, is that let's face it, Blake's been hurt. Blake's, I mean, you haven't been hurt, and if you have seventy million dollars, there's no way that you're going to build a championship contender in Los Angeles with seventy million dollars allocated to one player. I think it's a great yeah. trade. I think the Clippers are willing to show that, hey, we're ready to do something. And let's face it, Detroit's become better in the East now because of Blake Griffin being there, Andre Drummond, those guys. I mean, that's a good – it's a win-win situation for both. You reach, It's not giving up like you have written down here. I think what you've seen the Clippers do is, is hit the reset button. They're going to turn around and look at a few things. Um, they were in – I think there was a, one possibility they were looking at West, Russell Westbrook. But the problem is if you had Blake Griffin on your team and you bring Russell Westbrook over, now you basically got two players that are eating up almost two, three hundred million dollars of your <laughs> Right. I mean, I can disagree with that, but at the same time, are you going to get a younger Blake Griffin off to, as Mike potentially alluded to, get an older, and let's be honest, we've seen this season I who's showing his age in LeBron James. There's a difference, though. LeBron, first of all, where's LeBron showing his age? He goes right. night in, night out, and performs at a, I mean, a ridiculous deal. He's had the unfortunate thing this year, Kevin Love now after six days. Kyrie Irving uh, apparently wanted to be his own man, even though the asshole scored more points than LeBron did last year. Um, but whatever. Uh, I mean, I mean but how's Isaiah working out for him? But, dude, Isaiah's young. Jesus <laughs> Christ, Michael. What, do you watch sports or are you talking about? But Isaiah was an all-star, a great, amazing player in Boston, and he gets to Cleveland, and you see what's happening. They're getting blown out. They had a historical oh, defeat. Shit. They have never oh, lost by as big as what they lost by. <laughs> On the court, he's not going to make that big a difference right now. If the son of a bitch is going to Red Lobster, he ain't going to fucking make a difference right now. That's all I'm saying. And the simple fact, too, that, I mean, yes, I'm not saying, dude, I never had a dis- is And the fact of the matter is, another outlaw, proportion bullshit. Fucking LeBron goes out and he drafts Kyrie Irving on his All Star team. So apparently he doesn't have a problem with him either. That's right. the thing about it. see all these media outlets. It's like they leak on one little story and they make uh, make what would be a, a mountain into like Kim Kardashian's backside. They just blow the shit up. Are you climbing fake news? <laughs> it's basically what I'm saying, fake news. Not really fake news. I'm going to call it exaggerated news. It's like, oh, right. Mike Pence and Michael uh, Carnahan, they don't eat at Chili's every night like they used to. Oh, they
and maybe put some pieces with him. If you're LeBron James, though, do you go with Magic Johnson's organization or do you go with the L.A. Clippers? Well, I look at I got to look at what's on the roster. Exactly. I mean, but do, is there not appeal still to the Los Angeles Lakers in their winning tradition, Mike? I mean, from the roster standpoint, the the Clippers made it made it an even deal right now. I mean, the LA Clipper roster isn't appealing right now. You really look at who has the most money to offer and what you can put together to eventually bring a championship because neither one right now has nothing attractive now. What you can't say about the Lakers is they got a few young pieces that you could say, hey, I could be around a Kuzma and a Bob and a Vandal type guy, but I'm looking at the Clippers. I'm like, why? Well, you know. Right. right. That's right. That's right. That's right. I mean, and the thing about it, too, by the way, congratulations to James Harden, the first player to score 60 points in a triple-double. Uh, that dude. Yeah, is, right. yeah, yeah that that's right. exactly what I was about to say. Is the the that's Houston Rockets are silently the probably best contender towards the Golden Warriors. Dude, you're not going to beat – dude, I'm telling you right now. Golden State has done what George, George Steinbrenner, even though he's a baseball guy, is rubbing one out to what the Golden State Warriors have been able to do. I, I think, I think I'm going to tell you right now. Steinbrenner's dead, man. I'm just saying he's rubbing one out upstairs. I'm just telling you right yeah. now. If you think for all those fans that thought Jerry Buss and the Los Angeles Lakers were going to buy championships, fucking uh, Golden State has written the manuscript on buying not true not true let's be honest though let's be honest about golden state because i know you want to so talk about how they're like the miami heat no how many players did they draft on that roster how many of them were free agents just one let's be honest let's be honest and they won a title prior to him but they won a title prior to him, did they not, Patty? Then they lost. But now they've got to do. I guarantee you, if this nucleus stays together, we're going to be talking about Steph Curry in the same freaking sentence as Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls of the '90s era, when MJ and them were going three peats and quadruple peats and six peats and whatever. Dude, they're going to challenge that Bulls team and that nucleus. They're going to be one of the greatest teams of all time. I'm telling you right now, they've been to what? Three freaking NBA finals in a row. They've won two out of yep. three. They're poised to win. Yep. Another. I mean, who in the hell is if If fucking Cleveland with Kyrie Irving and LeBron couldn't beat that team, there's no way in hell that if you're giving Boston, the Boston Celtics the nod in the NBA finals, there's no way Boston beats. There's no way Boston beats uh, Cleveland. Or, uh, God dang. Beats the... Uh, Golden State NBA Finals. If that if that Cavaliers team couldn't do it, 
and you take a guy like LeBron off their team, and you're making it about Kyrie Irving, no, Kyrie, you little bitch, you ain't got a chance. Not a chance. I mean, that's the not thing that I No. Here, will Boston win a championship? It doesn't matter. They got to play Golden State. There we go. That's the thing, though. I mean, honestly, though, everything's shaking out inside of the East, and it looks like Cleveland's once again the favorite, probably. To Where? No. Cleveland will not make the, the – no. Cleveland does not make the finals this year. You don't think so? No, they're, they're too damn injury prone right now. Kevin Love's hand is hurt. He fucked his hand up for six to eight weeks. I think Boston's the team. Whoa, whoa, to bring his I know that you're not a big LeBron fan, but he is trying to tell me he has sat here this whole time and told me LeBron blows up roster. I don't believe that LeBron blows the roster up. I think LeBron. Look at Miami. That's all you need to look at. I will say this. We don't cancel, man. I don't think LeBron's a cancer. I really don't. No, he don't blow rosters up. I mean, cancer's gonna win championships, right? And if you're a fan of the cancer, cancer's on win championship, right? Right. Let's look at okay. Yeah. And Mike Pence, I know that both of y'all. I know that you and Mike are both Kobe Bryant fans. You feel for this motherfucker when he was playing. But the same can right. be said about Kobe that could be said about LeBron. That Kobe blew up rosters. Look at the talent that came in and left out of out of Los Angeles. It's no different than what LeBron did. He, he didn't oh, have as much influence in signing boom, players boom. as LeBron James did. Mike Bennett. Do you really believe that Kobe didn't wasn't basically coaching the fucking Los Angeles Lakers for a while? Yeah, he had, he had a lot more than we think, Mike. So he did, but you know, not when Phil was there. Did. Not when Phil was there. How Phil was the like, clear how, how general on that squad. Now Phil brought a technique in. He brought an offensive technique in. But Kobe, if Jerry, but if Kobe would have said Jerry, uh, it's me or Phil, dude, he's gonna.
you know, not all of us stay at the, the same fucking job forever. You go to where there's an opportunity, and these guys want to win titles. And let's be honest, why did LeBron James go to Miami? Because the dumbass in Cleveland didn't put talent around him. He kept saying, oh, well, you made it to the finals. Yeah, you made it to the finals. Well, when he leaves, the guy has buyer's remorse or, uh, you know, divorce remorse, brings him back and gives him what he wants. LeBron delivers a championship. Let's face it, he gave Cleveland. Dude, first of all, LeBron should have his own wing in the Hall of Fame for winning a championship for Cleveland. Cleveland. <laughs> Let me just say that one more time. Cleveland. The same Cleveland squad, though, that, let's be honest, has been completely dominating the, the NBA until the, the Golden State Warriors. The in and around Cleveland was relevant, and I said in and around, was when Kelly Pavlik knocked Jermaine's fucking brain out. Hey, now, sir, yeah. we do not talk about that in this state. Damn, right? Right. All I'm saying is Kelly Pavlik had LeBron James shooting fucks over candy at a Martin Luther King convention. That's all Cleveland's known for. That making steel in shitty cities. Oh my goodness. Nobody takes their kids and goes, Hey, we're going to Cleveland for vacation. No, you don't. Right. If you get stuck in Cleveland, you fucked up. Just say it's your kill Noah. Just say it's your kill Noah. He'll tell you. Yeah. Okay, well, speaking of roster moves, talking about the trade for Blake Griffin, Excellent the, the Chiefs trade off yesterday, or they didn't actually make it official yet, but it's going to happen as soon as the league resets. The uh, quarterback, Alex Smith, from the roster to the Washington Redskins. Good move. You believe it's a good move. I believe that it could be an okay move depending on how Patrick Mahomes plays out. I believe that they this buys Andy Reid, you know, one more year. If Andy does not do anything this season with Mahomes at quarterback, he will be out. Are we sure that Mahomes is going to be your starting quarterback in Kansas City? I guarantee you that Mahomes will be the uh, – I guarantee you that he will be the starting quarterback. Uh I don't think I don't think that he's the starting quarterback in the NFC. You I don't think, think so? No, you and the fans have been begging for him over Smith. You're getting rid of Alex Smith. You're moving Alex Smith over to the Redskins. The Red the Redskins are getting a quality quarterback because we all know Kirk Cousins is gone. At the end of this year, Kirk Cousins is out at at uh, at the Kirk Redskins. Now the
I'm going to ask you this. Who stays? Who goes? Who's the starter, Brad? Say that again. Who stays? Who goes? Who's the starter right. in Minnesota? In Minnesota? Yes. Uh, you, I mean, why would you go away from a guy like Chase Kingdom? He's, I mean, has Case Keenum not started the majority of the year? That's true. That's true. But were they winning because of Case Keenum, like Nick Foles? Were they winning because of Case or in spite of Case? Case didn't have a great NFC Championship game either. Well, no, but he ran up against a buzzsaw in Philadelphia. Okay, so you keep Case Keenum. Where does – in that – in that particular scenario, where does Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Bradford end up? Does one of them stay as the backup, or do, do they both go, get shipped out? Because you got to be thinking about the market for a quarterback. And I think Bradford would be perfect in Jacksonville. I think uh, Brad no. I think you don't go away from Blake Bortles. Bortles got you to the AFC Championship game, and let's be honest, Bortles almost had you before you be in the Super Bowl. Okay. Okay. Mike, how do you feel about that? What, who do you think is going to stay in Minnesota, and who do you think is going to go? Oh, uh, Bradford's gone for sure. Uh, the third job going to come down to Kate Keenum and Bridgewater, and I think Keenum will get the nod on there. On that situation, uh, Bridgewater. Now Bridgewater probably resurfaced in Arizona. Okay, okay, I could see Bridgewater in Arizona. Where do you think Bradford goes? I think Jacksonville's a perfect landing spot. I think Bradford is going to Cleveland. Sucks. I think Cleveland has their quarterback in Deshaun Kaiser. Hey guys. I'm I'm gonna throw another. I'm going to throw another monkey wrench in the gutter. Look, how about, how about the, the luck situation, man? Somebody can end up in Indianapolis. I know they got the younger son, but we just don't know what's up with Andrew Luck, man. We really don't. And that's very true, too. You know, Andrew Luck could be leaving Indianapolis after this season. You know, you talk about potential risks in the league. It looks like Andrew Luck is on his way out of Indianapolis. And that guy, at one point, was considered potentially me, the best me, quarterback in the league. Let me read this to you. This is from our affiliates at Fox Sports. It says, top five potential replacements for Alex Smith. Number five, Kirk Cousins. Obviously. Number four, Tyrod Taylor. Uh-huh. Number three, Pat Mahomes. Okay. Number two, Tony Romo. <laughs> what? And number one, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Why would Why would Houston get rid of Deshaun Watson? This is where the Chiefs could potentially get better in the younger quarterback position without having to wait. Watson won the national championship for Alabama. Watson struggles in some aspects of his game, including big games, but he can play. It might be tough to land him as he can go in the top 15 picks in the NFL draft. That said, the Chiefs have 11 selections to trade up the security with this one. Bro, that's a year old. Deshaun oh. Watson's already in Houston. Sorry. Excuse him. Anyway, Tony Romo. Deshaun. <laughs> I know, right? Deshaun Watson. The thing about it, though, is where does Cincinnati, or excuse me, not Cincinnati, Kansas City go at quarterback right now? 
Because I believe you do stick to Mahomes. You got the kid ready to go. I think that he's going to be a quarterback. Oh, Mahomes will get the mat. Yeah, I don't think you go spend big money on a new quarterback. Yeah, my husband gets the first shot. I just don't uh, think you don't like that. I mean, you look at a reasonable Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing you need is you need to find a backup. Uh, You need to find a backup and get him ready to play just in case Mahomes goes down. Oh, yeah, that's good to call it back. Where's Chase Daniels? Is he still there? Who? Chase Daniels. Chase Davis. Uh, I'm not sure if Daniels Daniels. 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 Chase Daniels. Daniels, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kid out of Missouri. Hold on. I will look that up real quick for us as as we continue to talk about this. I believe Chase is still there. I'm not 100%. Don't quote me on that as this loads up. He actually is the backup for Drew Brees right now. So oh, he is okay, the backup so. in Drew Brees right, for backing up Drew Brees right now. So, I mean, that's the deal, though. You ship off Alex Smith. You have no safety net for Pat Mahomes. You've got to go find probably a budget quarterback, maybe somebody like, say, a – you know what about Bradford in Kansas City as the backup? That could be a potential um, landing spot. Yeah, I think he wants to start this. I mean, at the same time, though, Bradford hasn't had success anywhere he's gone besides Minnesota. So, I mean, you got Tyler Bray on the roster right now, the former Tennessee quarterback. Right. Oh, Tyler wow. Bray's on the roster. But I mean, the, I'm not saying Tyler Bray's the answer, but I'm saying no. that's your backup. Nobody at all. But I mean, that's the thing about it. But Mike, I think we pretty much run into the bus saw here. Do you have anything left for this week, or are you ready for the Super Bowl this Sunday? Super Sunday, baby. Let's go, Eagles. Fly Philadelphia, you mean? Ladies and gentlemen, that was Brad Hicks. I'm Michael Carnahan for Mike Pettis. We'll see you next week, everybody.